Did you know that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day? Hi, Zach Kuhn here, entrepreneur, Nashville music business professional. And I'm here to tell you that if you need to recruit people for your business, ZipRecruiter is the place to do it. But don't take my word for it. Well, actually, you should take my word for it. And here's what you need to do. You need to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Zach. That's www.ZipRecruiter.com slash Zach to learn more there about recruiting the best people for your business. The fastest, best people fast. You know that fast, good, cheap pyramid? Well, this is doing it all. This is fast, good, and yeah, you got to check out the pricing online. That's kind of above my pay grade, but Zip Recruiter, check it out. Too, too, too many ads. Here we go. The Zach Kuhn Show. Zach, what's up, bro? Ian. How's it going, man? How are you, dude? What's happening? Great, man. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Dude, you are looking so Ian Munsick right now. <laughs> and that is a great thing. Where <laughs> thank you, thank you, I've man. been seeing you. You've been wearing these. I'm trying to get my microphone. My whole microphone just popped off. Do you see that? <laughs> oh, good, I think we're off to a great start here. <laughs> Do your thing, man. All good. Just hold it. For the sake of movement, we'll just hold it. <laughs> Talk to me, bro. Tell me about these hats, because I see you always wearing these hats. These king robes. The king. What is this? Is this your yeah. your wife's brand? No, this is a different <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, this is a company in my hometown in Sheridan, Wyoming. Um, yeah, man. They uh, they make hats. They make ropes. They make horse tack. They make leather products um and they make awesome hats dude so um it's just a way of <clears throat> representing my hometown and uh and the western way of life man dude the hats are out of control can you get these online like yeah, i want yeah, dude. One of these hats kingropes.com man easy kingropes.com easy wait and i want to talk about this shirt also first of all you i was watching some videos somewhere where it was i think warner sent me some video and it was like you there were photos of you as a king. You didn't always look like this, Ian Munsick. You used to look <laughs> like your typical guy, but now you've got this elevated Western style. Is Who's doing this to you? Is, is, That's my wife. Your wife, my wife is the one who's styling you. Like, First of all, the yeah, look is, is incredible. But the, what's up with this shirt? Because this shirt's fantastic also. Oh, Where's this from? Man, uh, honestly, I think this was a thrift store find, man. That's where uh, we hit up thrift stores around Nashville and... Um, Every time that we go home to Wyoming, man, I'm always looking for Western um, shirts, man, just because they're all the newer ones, man. They just don't have uh, the it factor, dude, the it factor. But I'm um, always constantly scouting on the Internet and uh, thrift stores and anywhere that I can get my hands on the uh, old school brush do you like the, do you, is there a specific shirt that you collect, like the rock mount or the ranch wear? Like, like, are there, or you don't care. It's like, it, yeah, it, man. It's got yeah, vibe. Dude. That's it. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm kind what? of freelancing right now, man. And I'm not sponsored by anybody. So, uh, <laughs> is that, an open so that's also cry? a reason. But what's that? Is that an open cry to sponsors? If, if you're a Western wear and you want to sponsor Ian Munsick, yeah. yep. hit him up. But your wife, I saw, made a nudie suit. She made like a coyote. Is, because that's a, that's pretty badass also. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. She is uh, super, super talented in um, everything in terms of branding and um, clothing to anything that the eye is attracted to, man. She uh, 
she slays it, man. Um, so all credit to her at the end of the day. I'm a guy. I would gladly wear jeans and a t-shirt all day every day or sweatpants and crocs um but she uh she um yeah man she makes me step up my game she's doing something right wait so talk to me about this because i'm trying to figure this out when you did she start managing you before you guys were dating yeah yeah man so that's actually how we linked up man um we went to school together um and we actually had a class or two together and um she saw me play um at a showcase at school and um the you? you went to belmont she... do you go to yes, belmont sir. yes sir yes. okay yeah um, yeah yeah man um and she uh she saw me playing and um at the time i was playing the bass and singing harmonies and uh the artist that she was interning for needed a bass player so uh she linked me up with him and then i went on the road with him for a couple years and um Time went on and um, I decided to, that it was time to hone my own craft and become my own artist and do my own thing. And um, that was right around the time where she was getting off, off of the road with a rock group called Asking Alexandria. Um, and cow. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. She was on the road with them for, for a couple years. And um, man- Big we, heavy rock group. Yes, yes, man, Heavy exactly. rock. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, English boys. English, English boys. boys. Yeah, man. Um, but she wanted to uh, get back into country music. So um, we we relinked up and started to work again with each other. And uh, yeah, man, just kind of organically happened that uh, we were attracted. And um, as time went on, we we figured out, um, you know, how to make it work, uh, being in a relationship and also being um business partners man so so but who makes the first move because isn't that weird because you're like this is a professional <laughs> yeah, relationship totally. but maybe you were both getting vibes that's what it was man we were both getting the vibes man and you know we had spent a lot of quality time um both alone and with people and just um you know traveling a lot so we we knew each other extremely well um which i think was a huge part of it um you know because a lot of the times you think you know somebody that you go into a relationship with and then that's when you figure out who they actually are um whereas you know we had been through some stuff already so uh we knew each other extremely well and it was just kind of a, a natural move man it just kind of happened it's the new living together is being managed by your spouse. But I'm curious, <laughs> do you ever talk with like Chris Jansen and Kelly about, because I think that you and Chris Jansen are the only people in country music who are managed by their wives. Am I, is there anyone I'm leaving out? No, man. But I, um, honestly, I could look at every artist and you, you would ask them and they would say that their wife is also their manager because that's just how it goes, man. Girls run the world. It's what happens by default. Wait, <laughs> exactly. So what did those early releases look like? Like, like horses are faster, yeah. yep. for, for, for example, like was that, that was, I guess that was before you teamed up with Irv yes. for that release. So that's purely you two, you and yeah. your wife hustling this record. Like what happened with this record? How did this record take off and, and blow up? Yeah, dude. Um, so for horses, um, man, I, uh, I wrote and recorded that um, actually before I moved to Nashville even. Um, so I was a 19 year old, the Wyoming boy, green in the ways of the world and the industry. And uh, man, my dad and my two older brothers and I played in a uh, uh, 
family band at home, man. So um, that's kind of how I got my up, up bringing in music. And that's kind of where that bluegrassy, um, the mountainy, the Western flair comes from in my music is, uh, is through that. And um, so we had a recording studio actually in our home and it wasn't like a really nice one, but it was just a room that, uh, you know, there was a couple the microphones in there and then we just kind of did our thing, man. Um, but so I really got into it and living in Wyoming, um, after high school, um, I went to college in Wyoming for a year. So I was able to spend some quality time at home and on the ranch. And, uh, that's when I wrote it and, and, and recorded it and then, um, put it out on YouTube just because, uh, I think that Spotify was just coming around and, iTunes and all that stuff. Um, but I put it out on YouTube and then moved to Nashville and then, um, just kind of let it to live its life on there. And then, um, you know, I would kind of keep my eye on it and then, um, through Instagram and that kind of stuff. Then, um, I saw that people were, were really listening to it a lot more. And then, it kind of got wrapped up in the red dirt Texas thing too. Um, so then, you know, like the, my name kept on popping up with a lot of the up and coming red dirt artists. Um, and then that's kind of when I relinked with Caroline and she's like, Hey, uh, you need to put these out on like Spotify and stuff. So you can start to capitalize on your actually creations. be a, yeah <laughs> when you start and I, I don't i don't know what the answer is here but when you start getting linked with like the red dirt artists are you yeah. like whoa pump the brakes people i'm from wyoming <laughs> don't put me in with these red dirt texans <laughs> is, i mean is there something to this or are you just grateful to be accepted anywhere man honestly i was just grateful man because coming from wyoming um you know there's not a lot of artists there because there's not a lot of people there um so and and it didn't really the Rockies don't really have their own music scene. They do, but not as much as, say, the Texas, right? Because that's its whole new world. Um, so I right. was just you really can't just to tour there. Wyoming. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. But in Texas, you damn sure can. So um, I was just really grateful to be put in that ballpark um, with artists that I grew up listening to as well, man. Because I I really loved Red Dirt. Um, through high school, man. So, uh, that was really cool. And then, um, yeah, man, we decided to put it out on a project in, uh, 2017, I think. And, um, yeah, man. And that's kind of when I started then to do more covers on Instagram and stuff and, and, uh, start to, uh, to expand on my, um, my social media game. Right. Wait. And then how do you team up with Irv Woolsey? How does yeah. that partnership come together? Cause this yeah. is like the, I mean, when who was the last artist that he took on in a serious way? Maybe there are other artists, but there are. Um, man, he's he's partnered with a lot of um, up and coming artists, man. Um, but you know, obviously, um, him working with George Straight for as long as he has that was just like, man, whew, that's like as cool as it gets. Um, but Irv and his partner Alan, um, they knew Caroline from way back in the day. Um, cause Caroline, um, 
you know, she wasn't huge on the whole classroom, school, education world. She was more in like, okay, no, I'm going to go out and meet people like the music industry actually works, right? It's How about, about you? Were you, know, were you a good what student? You know. What's that? Were, were you a good student? Man, I was a, I was a songwriting major, so kind of doesn't even count as being a student. It's like... <laughs> But what about, what about in high school? Not to jump around, but in high no, school, were you a good student? Terrible in high school. No, Horrible. Not good. Not good, dude. Too yeah. busy uh, playing music. I was good in English. Um, I, I liked history, but didn't really do good on the whole, like, date end of it. And then math, just absolutely horrible, dude. Terrible. Terrible. Me too. Horrible. Dude, yeah. And it's like, man, when are you going to use any of that stuff? Imaginaries? Like, what? Wh why am I learning that stuff as a sophomore in high school? Like, teach me how to do my it. taxes, please. That's Well, that's what I had to learn later in life, which I, I always cursed because I thought, yep. why didn't someone teach this to me in high school? That would have yeah. been valuable. I know, man. That would have been valuable knowledge. But were you like a cool, <laughs> like, were you the guy gigging? See, I picked up guitar in middle school because I thought it would get me all the chicks. But then I realized that it, it's actually a repellent. It actually doesn't work that way. <laughs> Girls do not actually like guitar is what I've learned. But were you like the popular guy in school playing guitar, band, dressing like, uh, like, at, like, at, like, you know, a million bucks? Were you the popular guy or like, I don't know, maybe you weren't. Man, um, well, I went to a pretty small school, man. There was only um, probably 250 kids in my whole school. So it was pretty small. Um, so being popular, you know, everybody is kind of popular. Like if you play a sport and you're okay at it, then you're an athlete. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, um, man, I just always, I think that I, that I got along with pretty much everybody and just always had a smile on my face, man. So, uh, I, I think that kind of helped out and I played music through high school and, and was in choir in high school, um, you know, but um, yeah, man. And I love sports in high school, just like a lot of high schoolers do, but I was never uh, really good at any of them. But um, music was always the one thing that I could always just go back to and, and play in my, in my room or at concerts or, you know. Um, so I think that people were, were attracted to to that aspect of it just because I loved to play music and there's not a lot of um people in in the Rockies who who play music that young you know so I think that um that that kind of helped me um meet new people and did you think that you could actually have like did you see other people making careers at music and did you think it could really happen you could make a real yeah. career on music or was it like I'm just doing this for fun I don't really see a career path here. My dad does it for fun. He's not really a professional musician, yeah. right? Yeah. Like how, like, how are you thinking about it? Yeah, man. Um, well, that's a great, um, great question, man. Cause, um, growing up playing with my dad and my brothers, um, my dad had a band and they would play every Friday night and, um, you know, they'd play at rodeos or, the dances or private events all around Wyoming and Colorado and Montana and, and just kind of throughout the Rockies, man. Um, but I think playing with my brothers and my dad at a young age, man, I, I remember being on stage with them when I was about eight years old. And, um, the first gig 
that we played um, on the way home, my dad handed me a $20 and um, I was like, oh my gosh, we get paid for that? Like, I'm in, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. So that's when I knew that I was like, all right, well, that, that could be really cool. And then obviously grew up a little bit and my dad um, preached. He always told me, um, Ian, the best thing I ever did for my music was I got a real job because then it, it allowed me to cherish the beauty and the essence of what music is. And it's escapism, man. It's, it's, um, creativity. It's you then cherish the time that you get with music. Um, so that was always preached to me, but man, honestly, I just was never good at anything else. So I, I was, was going like, to say, did you ever get a real job? <laughs> no, no, man. I've been very lucky to be able to, to play in bands and, um, and to live off of, of, of the music that I've released and, uh, figured out a way to, to make it work, man. Um, yeah, man. So I've just been very, very, very lucky. And, um, hopefully I'll always continue to be able to make music. Um, my number one priority and my quote unquote job. <laughs> I think you're on the path. Okay, wait. So Caroline, Caroline did the real school, which is she went out, she met people. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get the story of how we met Irv Woolsey and how we yes. got connected. So she's Yo, out yes. hustling. She's out she hustling, man. Um, so she met Alan and Irv um, out, man. And um, I'm not exactly sure exactly how it happened. I have Alan right here, actually. Um, Alan, Alan what's up? Knows. Alan. How did you meet Caroline? What's up? What's up? Uh, you know, I can't remember exactly how we, I'm sure it was, she came in losers or something and she just very, I shouldn't say this, but she used to sneak in there when she was underage. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, so it took a minute before, before we knew, but she just, she was very vocal and, and, uh, stepped right up and just was always intrigued about trying to learn. And you could always tell people when they're different and they're just, uh, I want to hang out with you because it's cool. And, you know, you're Irv Wolves. And she legitimately tried to learn from Irv. And he picks up on that quickly because he gets it all that all the time. And I picked up watching it. I was like, well, hang on, there's something. There's something. I knew pretty quick that Caroline was going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with in the music business. I didn't know I was going to be managing an artist with her when I first met her. But I'm very excited to do that. I, I knew she would be somewhere like this very quickly. She's very smart. And what about while we have you here? Because I think you could manage anyone in Nashville. Anyone would kill the opportunity to let you manage them. But you're not with anyone. You're with Ian Munsick. What about Ian pulled you in? Was it the outfits and the look? The incredible music? The bolo tie. The bolo tie? I do love the bolo. I do love the bolo. You know what? Caroline, she played as... She pl played when she first when he was talking about it, it's interesting to listen to the story when she put out uh when he put out the horses are faster that's a few years ago now and when i first heard it i immediately thought i love this but i thought what the hell do you do with that exactly <laughs> but like you know but you know as time rolls on and you kind of evolve and everything kind of starts working and it's a great to me a great story caroline always stayed in touch and we would always go to uh happy hour or have lunch or something and she would ask questions Weirdly, it was weird for me to be somewhat mentoring someone, but yet I was always learning from her as well. She keeps me hip very now in the in the scene sometimes. And uh, so she came in and she played me uh, Ian's music that they were the new music that they were making. 
And uh, and I loved it. And and then when she said, "Okay, well, I've not played this for anybody," which she'd probably had. She was just making me feel good. <laughs> and she said, uh, "She said, but we're, I just want to keep you updated. I'll let you know when it's finished." And then she sent it to me when it was finished. And I just listened to it, and I couldn't stop listening to it. I told them, I was like, "Man, if you could see how much I was listening to this, you would think I'm a stalker, because uh, it just never burned." And I went to Irv, and I said, "Irv, you got to hear this music. This is this is." Ian Munzik that I'd already told him about from the Horses Are Faster music that Caroline's working with. I said, but this is really, really good. And of course, he's always like, you know, what's going on with with Caroline? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to feel this out a little bit. And then so we kept communicating. I guess it's OK. I took over your podcast. Ian, and, I'm tell, <laughs> hey, and I'm telling the story of how we no, how good. we came together. But it's really a great story. And uh, I finally I went back. She had all these meetings set up. She knows everybody in town. and She's doing all these great things. And you know, you knew she was going to manage in. And, uh, but I went to Irvin. I said, listen, I said, I know she's going to do this, but I don't know if she's planning on doing it by herself or if she's going to try and find a partner. I don't, I don't know. But if you're interested in, if she's interested, would you be interested in partnering? He goes, absolutely. Let's talk to her. So I'm sitting back and I, you know, and I, I go back to my office and I spend the next 24 hours trying to figure out how to make this Caroline's idea to partner with Irvin. I, and, uh, I'm, well, she texts me the next day and she says something. I said, I love this music. I said, it's it's contemporary, it's country, it's got a touch of Rick, Ricky Skaggs in there. And I think that's what got in. She said it because she immediately te- called or texted me. She goes, oh, you got in when you heard the touch of Ricky Skaggs. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, I'd just been watching that, uh, the, the the big, uh, the, uh, what was the guy's name that did the documentary on the on the oh, on Ken country? Burns, the Ken, the Ken Burns. Burns, and I was fresh off the Ricky Skaggs uh, <laughs> yeah. episode, but it was true. And then so she she said, "Well, hey, can I update you?" And, and so she called me up, and she's telling me this, that, and the other. And she said, "I, you know, I don't know if you're interested or not, but your guy's the first person I'm calling." She goes, "She said, I know I'm going to manage him. I manage him." She goes, "But I know that I've got to do the right thing by him and partner with somebody so that we can do this right." And she said, you guys are the first guy up calling. She goes, I don't know if you're interested or even have room on your roster, but I want to know if you'd be interested in partnering. And I just, I wish you could, I wish I could have had a camera on me because I was sitting in my office and I just flipped back in my chair and I start looking in the air and looking around. <laughs> if I'm praying, I said, hell, I've been spending the past 24 hours trying to figure out how to make this your idea. <laughs> hell yeah, we're ready to partner with you. I've already talked about this to Irv and everything. So it that's, was pretty much But that's not what you honestly. said. What you said is, let me think about it. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I showed my cards, buddy. I was <laughs> but Ian, well, I love getting this perspective, but yeah, Ian, man. is that true? Were they the only managers you called? Hey, Maybe man. it was a play. There were I'm okay if I got that played. is God's <laughs> honest truth, man. Um, there had been some other people in town that um, you know, were saying, like, oh, well, I want to get you in touch with this person or that person. And Caroline was always like, like, no, no, like they're not the right ones, or um, you know, like we need to be patient um just because you know um i am caroline's first artist and um we you know were young and um you know so there was a lot of of people who probably would have taken advantage of that and then would have said like oh oh well caroline you need to uh to take a back seat and let us do it um so but you know she knew exactly what she wanted and uh man i'm very grateful because um alan and irv and caroline are like the dream team dude so it was all meant to be absolutely 
you know, I had um, I had John Spazio on this podcast. Yeah, maybe Espo, like dude. a while ago, nice. and he and we were talking about you a little bit about a group of artists that Warner has you know signed in the pandemic. Yeah, and I guess typically, you know, although not always, but maybe you play the showcase, you meet with the label in person, yeah. you go to their office, you kind of do that whole song and dance. But you couldn't really do that right now. Wait, so had you met with Warner before the pandemic or was it all done virtually? It was all virtual, man. Um, I still have only met a handful of people over there. Um, but obviously I know them extremely well through Zooms. Um, but yeah, man, we our first meeting with them was in April of 2020, um, which was obviously like a month after lockdown. And then um, we uh, we inked with them in july so it was all 100 percent virtual man crazy is that is there a different song and dance like do you hop on zoom and play acoustic do you like talk with them a lot to get a feel like what's yeah. the song and dance on zoom versus in person because it's it's a, the music thing the label wants to be sure the vibe is right they yep. want to think you're a star which is i mean it's easy to get with you but like isn't there's a different song and dance in the pandemic right like what does that look like yeah man um yeah, dude, it was ugh. honestly, man, I'm 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 glad that it was on Zoom because it makes it even more about the music and the brand. Um whereas, you know, like you can schmooze all day long and then you can be like, "Oh, well, they, you know, they've been spoiling me and treating me really well, but then you don't know if that's gonna keep on happening afterward, you know, and it's like all part of the schmoozing. But um, you take away the schmoozing and you figure out exactly like what it's gonna be like. Um, so that was really cool, man. I think that it was a unique thing for um, all of us to kind of encounter. Um, but yeah, man, we did a lot of Zooms. Um, and then I knew that they were the right ones because of all of the different people on the A&R staff and the creative staff who would reach out. Um, whereas, you know, like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, like you'll get like the main point of contact over there, we'll, we'll reach out. But man, I had almost everybody on their A&R staff just immediately was reaching out and kept on reaching out through the springtime. Um, so man, it was a, it was a great choice. And I'm very, very glad that we went with Warner cause um, they're just an awesome, awesome company to be working with. Does that, do people start treating you a little bit differently when you sign a label deal? Like all of a sudden those people who like, didn't think you were cool are now trying to get rights with you. And like, <laughs> like I would typically say, you know, do people do different people start talking about red door when you sign a record deal, but I guess oh, nobody's gosh. going to red door, <laughs> but does. what's happening? How does your life change? I guess. Yeah. You, you recently put out music, but before you put out the music, how has your life changed just by signing a record deal? Yeah, man. Um, I think that you nailed it, man. I think that the main thing has been the, uh, the amount of rights. Um, you know, Caroline definitely um, knows a lot of the writers around town um, and had, you know, um, and I was writing with some great, great writers, man. But um, when I signed my deal, uh, there was just a huge influx of uh, of now we now we have the opportunity to say no to people. Um, whereas before it was like, man, I'll write with whoever I can, whenever I can. Um, and now, like, I, I just can't. Um, and I'm grateful um, just because that's a lot of opportunities. But um, I think that has been one of the main ones. Um, but man 
really, um, and I think that this is a testament to to Caroline and and the brand. But um, you know, I think that people before I had my deal, they were always like, "Man, like I love your stuff on." Instagram and your covers and uh, man, like it's, it's just a matter of time. So that was really, really cool for me to, uh, to not, um, to keep on doing my thing and um, not trying to please a label, but to just stay in my own lane and just keep on doing my own thing. And then being patient enough to know when the right time to bring on a label was. Right, right, right. I think your um, label imprint, if you ever form one, I think it should be called No Schmooze Records. Oh, dude, I love that. I think that's, that's awesome, dude. Cut why, through the BS, dude. Why No Schmooze Records? What? Tell me about the song Humble, which I yeah. think, for what it's worth, and this is a great record, but I think this is my favorite song on the record. This is oh, such a fun, um, just like a just feel good kind of thing. Yeah, How, how's the song come together? Man, um, so, whew, man, that's that was a weird one, man. Um, writing that one um i think that we actually started with the bass man and just kind of having that four on the floor um arena like drum and bass feel and then um you know we didn't really have a a song that was a tribute to the cowboy lifestyle and man one thing that's always irked me about the modern country is that it's always painting cowboys as heartbreakers and cheaters and outlaws. Whereas man, all the cowboys I know, um, who are the cowboys in Wyoming are not that they are the most loyal, humble people that you want as, as your friend and on your team. So I really wanted to, uh, to set the record straight on that. Um, so that's kind of where humble came from. Cowboys always humble. What's happening? Because we we none of these songs we've really had a chance to get on play live, right? Maybe yeah. bef- so. What any plans right now? That are you looking at dates right now? Can we even yeah, say dude. anything? Or actually, what, man, what's uh, happening tomorrow early morning? We have a run in uh, through Colorado, up through Wyoming, over to Nebraska, then back through Colorado, man. So I'm super excited to get back out on out on the road this weekend and then um, also next weekend as well, man. And I'll get to spend a little bit of time in Wyoming too, which will be awesome, man. Just very grateful to be back out on the road after a long year of sticking at home. Is this full band? Are you playing full band? No, man, just me and a fiddle player, um, which is honestly, I love that style, man. Uh, Cause you know, we still get rowdy, but um, it's just easier to, travel with and um and to kind of free ball it you know whereas you have a band and and you really got to be locked but um yeah man i just love to play just me and me and my guitar and uh my fiddle player man we have a thing going on so um that's gonna be a lot of fun man i can't wait that actually sounds really great i would love to see ian munsick with a fiddle just you and a fiddle very intimate very uh very solo that's it but will a full band be coming soon do we think yes yes yeah man yep yep we have dates lined up in uh from june on man that's going to be kind of the 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 full band thing um hopefully those those 
stick around. I know that, uh, you know, the world is kind of at a weird place with opening up and not opening up. Um, so we'll kind of have to play it by ear, but um, that's definitely in the works right now. So have you had any interactions with any of the other like Warner label mates? Like, Dude, have you um, been able to kind of hang out with them a little bit or not really? Yeah, not really, man. The only one is Devin dawson um we man we've been pals for a long time now we went to school together so uh man i've been writing songs with him for for a long time and um so i know him well and we still write songs um but man other than that uh i actually met cody johnson um here the other week at starstruck man he was he was recording for his new album and i got to hang out with him a little bit which was really cool because he's been one of my heroes um that's about it though, man. Just those two. We got I think you got to get on like the Dan Shea tour. Oh, dude, believe me, bro. I would love to open up for Dan and Shea and then open up for Cody Johnson right after just to prove a point, man. Just um, to say you could yeah. do it and we yeah, I, we we know you can. <laughs> Ian Munzik, the new album Coyote Cry. I was going through this. First of all, the cover of Dreams that's on this record is awesome and you actually and this was recorded like pre tiktok moment yeah with dreams this is just like hey dreams great song let's put our own country twist onto this yep and it's really a great cover and Thank then you. i i love this whole thing man i love the opening solo the whole thing is incredible did did caroline do the branding for this who did the branding for this record yeah man so she did it um you know we had uh we we obviously had a lot of uh talented artists um do the artwork, but, um, man, it was all her, her brainchild, man. Any, anything that has to do with the eyes, I just to take a step back and, and, uh, and do the ears, man. She's all eyes. You want that person on your team. Yeah, dude. Absolutely, That's... man. Teamwork makes a dream work, baby. And what's the name of her management company? I was trying to figure this out. It's yeah. no, what's it Not... called? a public figure not a put see okay so this is very concerning to me because <laughs> i think you do want a public figure well man right? it's why uh, do you not want a public figure why it, not a public figure it's all about the humbleness one of that because there's a lot of people who claim to be public figures on instagram and stuff that like dude if you have to claim that you're one then you're probably not you know what I mean? Um, so I think that there's a little bit of that in there. And then there's also a little bit of the um, rebel um, counterculture as well to it, um, which obviously uh, I love older music and, and the hippie generation in more than one way. Um, so I think that there's a little bit of that in there too. Okay. So there's, it, this makes sense. She thought through it. It wasn't, yeah. a, it's <laughs> yeah. not a regret. It's not a later regret that she named the company. That. I don't think so, man. She's uh she's pretty, what she says goes usually. And then like, I'll look back and say like, Oh, like, why did we do that? And then like a year later, I'm like, Oh, that's why we did that. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And her label, which is no famous artists is, uh, <laughs> is happening. It's uh, it's all happening. Ian, I'm <laughs> such a fan, man. Um, thanks for taking the time. Dude, Have we left you, anything Zach. out? What's been unsaid? Have we left anything out? No, man. No, um, man. I think that you've hit everything on the head, dude. And uh, man, I really appreciate you having me on here, dude. I know that you have a ton of um, great, great artists and writers and industry people on here, man. So thank you for including me, brother. 
Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I was so excited to have you on. I'm, I, I think you're such an interesting figure in country music. I mean, that's in such a great way. Cause I think we all know that, um, you can sometimes see the, the something blows up and everyone tries to grab that thing yeah. yep. of their own, but there's no other Ian months together. I think you're one of a kind, which is, oh, a, man. Well, is a thank great you, thing. Zach. Is this your studio? Where are you right now? Yeah, man. This is my home studio. Um, You've got a great studio. <laughs> no, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, man. This is um, Starstruck. So, uh, Oh, you're in Starstruck. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish that it was my own, um, but no, man, I'm uh, unworthy of this backdrop. Unworthy. Hey, how does Warner prep you for these days? What does Warner say when you go into these media events? Like, is there a training for this or are you always this personal? Like, what's the... <laughs> Because all artists have this thing, and I want to know if they're born with it, or I want to know if, if the label uh, Man, trains they, uh, them to have oh it. Gosh, dude, they they do some like uh, media training where that where like they'll kind of like be sure that you have your backstory down and like your small version, and then your long version, and then um, you know s subjects that you want to touch on or that you don't want to touch on. But um, man, honestly, dude, I usually just free ball it so. <laughs> but have you always felt like I always feel like artists are just they always make you feel kind of warm and fuzzy inside. There's no other way to say it. They really do. But well, do it's you hard to like, be a dick you... and get anywhere, man? I know, but I think like there are people who aren't dicks, but who don't make me feel warm and fuzzy. But uh, yeah, totally. Make me feel warm and fuzzy. Are you like? Do you think? Are you aware of that? Do you think you have that ability to do that? Like, have you always been a people person? Easy go. Like, has everyone always gravitated towards you? Man, honestly, I think uh, you know. I just like to smile and laugh, dude. And uh, honestly, man, I'm I'm more interested in other people than I am in um, explaining me to other people. Um, so I feel like people really like to be heard. Um, so, man, that's a big. I think that that's probably a big reason why uh, people like to spend time with me, man. But uh, hey, dude, I don't know, man. I just like I'm just grateful to be here and um, and to spread the message, man, and and to hear other people's the stories man because we all got a story you know absolutely ian monsick the new album coyote cry is out now it came out in february this is a great record he's hitting the road he's playing with solo with a fiddle player yeah yeah don't worry the full band's coming soon <laughs> and if you want the hat that he's wearing you can go to king ropes yes sir in wyoming i'm gonna get one of these hats these are Do great. I've, got my, I've got my stetson hat on yeah that's um, pretty slick too the Stetson hat's great from Hatworks here in Nashville, but oh, um, really? Nice. But I want I want a King Ropes hat. I'm gonna Dude, go grab one. One click away from it. One click away. Ian, <laughs> happy Tuesday! Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, man. You too, brother. And uh, hope to see you at a show sometime soon. Yes, sir. You the man, Zach. I'm gonna go fix my mic. Thanks for bearing with me. With uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, man, we had course. a broken mic. How embarrassing was that? <laughs> You're right, man. I've seen a lot. A lot worse than a broken mic dude so okay fine, great brother. i'll take it you're fine <laughs> be well talk to you soon yes sir see you zach there you have it ian munsick on the podcast thanks for tuning in thanks again to ian for taking the time to come on the show great talking with him and you know you gotta listen to ian's music but you also have to check out his visuals check out his instagram his social media his cover artwork you're going to be glad you didn't. It's going to make you feel like that cowboy inside. That I think everybody's got that little cowboy inside. And Ian Munsick might bring it out of us. Cowboy or cowgirl, whichever it is. I think Ian Munsick is going to bring it out of you. Take my word for it. 
The Zach Kuhn Show is mixed by Sam Heyman, and our theme music is by Justin Johnson. If you want more content from us, you can subscribe to our newsletter at nashvillebriefing.com, or you can follow us on socials, everything at Nashville Briefing. The Zach Kuhn Show is part of the American Songwriter Podcast Network, and we are proud to be part of it. Look, there's some other great podcasts on this network, and you should, you should check some of them out. There's some really great shows on the American Songwriter Podcast Network. You got to check them out. Uh, we are brought to you by Zip Recruiter, and that's it. That's all I have to say. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I've gone over time. Here we go. I'm out of here. Goodbye.